You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode will be talking about The Fall, live at the Witch Trials. On the line, I have Rob. Ahoy, hoy. Ben. Hello. Sean. Hi. And Kyle. Howdy. Live at the Witch Trials is the debut studio album by The Fall. It was released 16th of March, 1979, through the record label Step Forward. And the producer was The Fall, Bob Sargent. And the genre is post-punk. And I'm going to read from the book, Chris Shade. One of the most distinctive and influential British bands ever, The Fall formed in 1977 in Manchester around singer-writer Mark E. Smith. Signing with Miles Copeland's Step Forward label, they debuted with the freakish subject matter of the Bingo Masters breakout EP. This, coupled with a superb live reputation, secured much critical adulation and airplay support from radio DJ John Peel, who was to become a lifelong fan. Despite a fluctuating membership, The Fall, recorded and mixed live at the Witch Trials, made up of highlights of their early shows in just two days. Smith's distinctive accented tone and clever wordplay is complemented by abrasive guitar and off-key organ, as well as a powerful rhythm section. Crap Rap 2 introduces itself with an assertion, We are The Fall, northern white crap that talks back. Features and pass an industrial estate, are ingenious takes of the garage rock of the seeds or the stooges full of sarcastic punk incentive while the anti-heroine no christmas for john quays is an often overlooked classic of the time the music industry damning music scene and underground medicine showed them overcoming their musical limitations with humor and intelligence the album was an instant success documenting the beginnings of what would be a unique british institution all right, what do we think of the fall live at the Witch Trials? Great record, I'm feeling it. I, I, I'm I'm not very familiar with the fall. I, I haven't listened to that much of the fall. Uh, I do remember a couple years ago when uh, Mark E. Smith passed, and my Facebook feed blew up with uh, everybody talking about how like influential the fall was and stuff. Uh, so I, I was looking forward to listening to this one, but uh, I, I think Anne put it best when uh, she said uh, it's, it's, this album sounds like the band where at the live show you, you go outside and smoke a cigarette during their set. Yeah. She had another hot take uh, while it, I was listening to it. And she said, is this the fall? And I said, yeah. And it's like, she said, is this their first album? I said, yes, it is. <laughs> it's very obvious. Pretty good. It sounds very much like a first album to me. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's simple and it's repetitive 
on my first listen and my second listen, I I got bored uh, multiple times listening to it. And now I'm on like my fourth or fifth, and I'm I'm definitely warming up to it. I still kind of want to know what the big draw is because I, I I've always heard about this band, so I'd like to hear from someone who has more of a history with them. What uh, why should I be into the fall? I mean, I don't have a strong history with the fall, but that's partially because like, I remember when I was like 19 or something, I went through a phase with Curious Orange and I liked it, but also it all kind of sounds the same. And I think that a lot of fall fans are also total like fall evangelists. And that can be challenging because then you listen to it and you're like, okay, like I see why like this is unique and it's an interesting sound and only the fall sounds like the fall. But the problem is the fall has like 400 records. Yeah. So you know, I know. Numbers. Yeah, like the, the point of this podcast is to like judge the record as a record. So like I, I tried to do that, but I struggled with it because I already had heard so much fall in my life that I was like, okay, it's more of that, even though it's the first of that. I'm assuming that I read that the, the, their lineup was constantly changing. I'm assuming that does that all like do do their other albums sound like this band or do they? like a different direction from a different group of people. If I had to say it's more polished, it's more pop. It has a bit more pop sensibility. Um, it just has, it doesn't have this roughness. I mean, this was recorded in, you know, two days after they, they couldn't, they couldn't really get in the studio for longer than that. But yeah, it's a lot more polished. I would say more rock and roll. I don't know. Although they do different things. Uh, but this sounds very much of the time of the night, late 70s punk, I don't know, post-punk elements. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say when you're saying a fall evangelist, I think of a band like Guided by Voices that has something similar to it where it feels like if you're a Bob Poller Guided by Voices fan, it, it's there's like 20 albums and where do you, where do you dive in? Same with the fall. It's, it's kind of like, what do you do? No, you just go with, you go with do the collapse and then ignore the rest of it because it's dog shit. I mean, also like, I think the, the issue I have, which is like, I don't know. I feel like an asshole saying this because people love the fall, but Marky Smith sounds like, like a Christopher Walken, like type easily parodied person, you know, like it just, there's no, there's no change in his tone ever, which can be fun. But sometimes I'm just like, stop sh- shouting at me. Calm down, Mark. Let a word end, you know, like just because it ends in a consonant doesn't mean you have to be like, ah, at the end. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I did have a problem with the sing-songiness of a lot of these, these songs, especially this. I don't know. I, I just always have a problem with the sort of and this 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 and this. And he has a in this album, it's very striking. In later albums, it's much more a polished. I mean, he still has the same voice. He still has the same sort of angst that he's portraying in his. It's more sophisticated. Yeah, absolutely. This feels so rough and kind of rushed to me that it's it's fine, but I'm not. I'm not dying to listen to it again. I find yeah. it endearing. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I agree. Like, uh, the, the, this, this sort of, uh, like early recording of a band just, it reminds me of like dead milkmen. Like mm-hmm. just, it's I like, I think the bass parts were really spot on for what punk became too. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I see this influencing a bassist very strongly. Not that I am one, but I get some uh, uh, like public image limited vibes from it, but mm-hmm. without that instant gag reflex that John Lydon oh. brings to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm basically Marky Smith's teeth, and then he start gagging. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny that you say the the basin was really. Uh, what punk would become because uh, that was another thing I was I was kind of having a hard time I was like uh you know it's real rough around the edges and then it's like oh it's a little rough like it's the same way I kind of got with the germs where it's like just a little too rough to yeah. to it, it almost sounds like it you know if they'd have done one more take it would have been mm-hmm. it would have been a better song or you know yeah I, well I, we also have like the benefit of so much time where like the freshness is totally lost from something like this yeah, you know, like definitely. Yeah, I think seeing this live would be really exciting if you never heard anything like it, you know, and it'd be, I would love it, you know, but since we've heard not only a lot of stuff like this, but so much the fall, it's just difficult to want more. Yeah, that was a unique thing that they, I feel like they always bring to the table is they have that sort of discordant chords there and progressions that they play through and the sort of noise that, would inspire other bands, Sonic Youth. Um, I mean, what, Franz Ferdinand, some of those other bands that just sort of have that angular noise, that overlapping chord structures and things. I was thinking like Tyvek and um, Eddie Current Suppression Ring, especially with all the keyboard parts, like just kind of making a little bit more childlike almost, I guess. But Yeah, a lot of people brought up Pavement too, Yeah, um, which I thought was a weird one, but... I guess the sloppy, I don't know, almost intentionally sloppy, but, uh, and yeah, childlike maybe. And like the, the monotone vocals are, you know, they don't sound like the same as each other, but the concept is the same. Uh, this was fun to revisit this record for me because, um, this is the only album by this band that I've ever heard. And it was, I was like 21. I was still living in Indy. It was the dude who got me into a throbbing gristle, like brought this record over. And uh, like I, I burned it onto CD and I thought it was great. Um, but I remember bringing it to Bloomington uh, to Alex Cornia. I was like, what do you think of this band? He was like, this sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was getting your guys text, uh, the group text about this record and hearing some of your first impressions, I was like, oh no. Like um, I know this, this band has 400 albums and only one that I've really like kind of sunk my teeth into. And, and I like it a lot. Um, it's dark, you know, it's desperate, uh, it's clever, it's dirty. Um, I, I, I love this record. Um, but I can totally see, you know, when, when you were listening to all these different records that we do, um, hearing this sandwiched in between some of these other bands, it's like, you know, you really kind of have to be in a certain headspace for it. And I'm, I'm glad, Ben, that you're kind of coming around on it. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, Xmas for, for junkies. Um, it's just like two chords for... <gasps> That's what it, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling yeah, John Quays. I'm like, <laughs> like, I, I, is he some British guy that I just don't know about? <laughs> is that like some kind of folklore. Who is he? Why can't he have Christmas? So like, <laughs> insisted that he did know a guy named John Key, who is also a junkie. And like he said, it's partially based on him, but people are kind of saying like, eh, probably not, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. Like this song I think is, and we're listening to it in our headphones right now. But this song is so bleak. <laughs> like it's just the saddest thing ever. Yeah. It's like, you know, an exciting punk song, but yeah. holy crap, it's dark. Now Christmas, now Christmas, now Christmas, now Christmas. 
musically, I've got I've got issues with no Xmas for junkies. It I don't know. It, I it, it it this song more than others. It's just it's just those two chords, and it's so boring, and it just sounds like it sounds know, like a hardcore song. It sounds it like people sounds like, just making up a song in the studio. It sounds like a bunch of assholes in a basement before they get good. I think that's my hesitation with this this album is it just sounds like it sounds like a demo. <laughs> it sounds like people in a basement just working it out. That might be the one thing about it that doesn't bother me. Huh. Yeah. I agree with Sean. I, I just I feel like that's part of it. That's just and I, like I said, it, it's tough when you listen to something like Chic right next to this, but like yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it's driving, like it's desperate, like they can sounds like they can barely play, but they're playing for their lives. Like mm-hmm. I love it. I love this record. It should throw in a third chord once in a while. It really, <laughs> it really spice things up. The the two chords doesn't bother me. It's just the, it just doesn't, it just doesn't. It's like when do you, when is it not, when We're is recording. it not good? When when do you go see a band and you're like, no, this band is just not, can't play. Okay, but like let's say you're like not in your 30s or 40s and you're a teenager seeing this. It's probably pretty fucking rad oh yeah what is, is that same teenager last weekend saw the buzzcocks and magazine exactly then he's and then they're like but, well, but these guys can't play but by all accounts their life <laughs> but that means that i can play man. as a fan yeah. Yeah. yeah if these guys can do it i can do it i think it's exciting i don't know <laughs> i would much rather, know. i think i would rather see the germs because i think i would rather see because that jam, that that's going to be like something crazy it's going to be an experience, even if it's just them like throwing peanut butter around. <laughs> did, did any of you guys go and see the fall when they played second story? No, nope. no. What year was that? I, 2003, four. probably. I would have had to sneak in. I was in high school in New York. Yeah. I went to it and I'm pretty sure I stayed outside smoking cigarettes. So, you, <laughs> you know, well, they were supposed to play cropped out a couple years ago and then they canceled because Mark e. Smith's health was bad. And then he died a few months later. Do you guys remember that? Like I had some friends who came into town to see him and then turns out he canceled. And they're like, well, I guess now we're in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Man, they have a punk rock work ethic. I'll say that. Yeah. Maybe too mm-hmm. much. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'm also skeptical about any band who puts out so many albums. <laughs> yeah, it's like a compulsion at that point. Well, it's either a compulsion or they're going off of the um, the George Clinton worth work ethic. You know, well, we just got to keep cranking these albums out. You know, something's going to pay eventually. Yeah, didn't Marky e. Smith play himself? And was it in Twenty Four Hour Party People? He was in some movie as himself, like long oh, after it was played. I, I think that sounds that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I mean, because he's looked bad for so long that they're probably just like, sure, he still looks bad. Let's just use him as younger Marky Smith. <laughs> I didn't care for that movie. I, I like that movie a lot. No. I need to yeah. watch it now that we've covered the the like as of as of in our next few episodes, we'll have covered like the entire Manchester scene of the late seventies. Yeah, that's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gollum is like the lead singer of the Happy Mondays, right? Snick Gollum? Uh, yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy Circus. Circus is the lead singer of the <laughs> Happy Mondays. Yeah. Oh, really? I like what's happening on this record, it, but it's not a pleasure listening for me. This isn't something I'm going to like, you know, put on for. Uh, I'm never going to come back to this record and think, yeah, well, it's time to listen to 
time to listen to this fall record, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy I that, that. I ha- I'm happy that the homework was there to, for me to listen to it. Um, I had never listened to the whole thing before. Um, ultimately, though, like I don't uh, this I didn't have as much trouble digesting this as I did the germs. Like th- huh. th- this this felt easier for me. This would have been cool to see as a kid, um, like in a in a basement, as opposed to a drunk punk in Bloomington. Um, but. I'm talking too much. Someone I feel else. like I've seen this band 50 times in a basement. That's fair. You know. Yep. I feel this like is this like the is... first time you'd seen them that way. Like the first time you saw a band like this, didn't weren't you kind of moved by it? No. No. Not at all. No, but they crashed on my couch. Mm. No, because because <laughs> what what that band was doing, I was like, they think they're doing something and they're not. <laughs> And so you think the fall wasn't doing anything either? I think they were, I mean, I think they are uh, originators of an interesting style of, it's almost Mm anti-rock that they're, they're trying to push in this way, but I I feel like it's very loose. It's a very, very loose element of, of how they're, how they're creating something. That makes sense. To me, like the the fall is not an album band. Like I'm never gonna be like, oh, I want to listen to a whole fall album right now. But they're a good um, mix band. Like I'd put them on on a compilation. Oh yeah, I mean, I said that bombast. Um, the just the song was better th- than this entire album mm-hmm. from this nation saving grace, which we're gonna get to. So just you know, like five years later, they're gonna have a good like a album. I'm I'm gonna like. Yeah. It's just, yeah, they've got hits for sure. Yeah, it's just that this is this is not where I'm at. Didn't Marky e. Smith like fire a band member for ordering a salad? <laughs> I didn't read that, but that sounds amazing. And then, like, I think he fired a a driver for wearing a Hawaiian shirt or something like that. Like, I, I read some weird like. It, 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 the fall has a high turnover rate is what I'm saying. And <laughs> I've read I mean, some, some weird dismissals today. Does he strike you as easygoing? Um, my limited knowledge of him. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I read about how much he hates London because he's a proud northerner. That sounds like a whole personality hating London. I, 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 the quote I read was no one could say the word cockney with more disdain than Mark Smith. <laughs> I liked uh, Rebellious Jukebox. I thought that was a cool track. Yeah, that's I, also a banger. Liked, uh, I also liked uh, Underground Medicine. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked Features mm-hmm. and Past. I liked the opener. I thought Frightened was a cool way to open the record. Yeah. Oh, I do have a... Can I read this quote? Yeah. This tickled me. All right, first track. <laughs> if you dissect the riff of this song, you'll find it's Stepping Stone slowed down. Marky Smith. Yep. It's Stepping Stone by the Monkees. It is. <laughs> it's the same song. I picked up on that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. For Mother, Mother Sister? Is that what you're talking about? No, for Frightened. Frightened. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear that now. I think my two favorites were Industrial Estate and Underground Medicine. And also, I think it's like medicine in like the, I don't know, European, like French form, like pharmacist or doctor and not underground medicine, like medicine you take, which I kind of enjoy. I guess it's like underground drug dealer. Maybe is what he meant. Probably. No, it's just taking Benadryl on the subway. That's right. 
That's what it is. <laughs> That's what I thought too. On the tube. <laughs> and make sure to mine the gap. Capital. How about in, in the last track? Wait. I'm is that a bit that they're doing, or is that the actual uh uh like intercom mic from the from the board going in like Okay, studio. That's plenty. I think it's real. It's real. Think, yes. All right, we're at six minutes. Yeah. Okay, that's six forty. <laughs> All right, studio. That's plenty. <laughs> my, my only notes for that song were: I'm tired. I want to listen to someone else shout talk at me. Mm-hmm. So I really I felt that. I think yeah, that bit didn't work with me because I was literally looking at my watch, being like, "Yeah, yeah it is. It's six minutes." No, I, <laughs> I texted a friend and I was like, 38 minutes is a great value if it feels like 100. I'm assuming that the studio was planning on doing a fade out and they were just letting the band know that they have they have plenty of that rep- uh, repetitious ending. <laughs> but uh, I, the band had other ideas. They went for like another two and a half minutes. <laughs> Rude. Imagine like you're the band going on after them at a show and you just got to wait for that kind of bullshit. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that the the uh, the fall takes their gear apart on the stage. I like it. <laughs> my, my first two listens to this album, I was listening to it on Spotify where there's like seven extra tracks. And, oh, I was so sad. <laughs> I was, I I was the everything. saddest boy. That I, I I thought I thought it was a, a fucking double album of garage demos. And I thought that I needed to digest the entire thing. When I found out that it's only eleven tracks, it, it made it a it made it a, a better pill to swallow. Yeah, I, when I looked at it on Spotify, I was like, oh no, <laughs> like I only have one day. And then I I just looked at the track listing and I was like, okay, and it still felt like forever. <laughs> What do you think about this record? Uh, ultimately, I, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of this early fall um, stuff. It just like September. Yeah. It Bad. it leads to other bands that uh, I mean, m- namely Sonic Youth, I guess, um, or Pavement. But I just Six don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It. I just don't get into. I don't get into punk rock when it's just like, I don't know how to, how to describe it when it's so loose, it has to have something going for it. When it feels like anyone could pick up a, you know, a lot of people could pick up guitars and, and sort of, I I just feel like it's, it doesn't have this content that I'm, I'm looking for. It is just not my style at all. It's a rough punk band that has some interesting lyrics, but, Ultimately, I'm I'm not a big fan of. So I I mean I would say negative actually for this one because I would turn it off. I'm not going to re-listen to it once they get to Bricksmith and some more pop elements, some bombast. I'm I'm gonna be there, but early stuff, no. 
I need to dig into uh, that being said, I do need to dig into more fall albums. It's just intimidating. I need someone like Sean to guide me. Oh, I don't know if I'm your man for that. So I'll be like, <laughs> it's a fall song. That's what it sounds like. I do know people though. I could probably find some resources for you, Birch. What do you think, Ralph? <laughs> I didn't hate it. And I kind of liked a lot of it. So I'm, I'm going with positive. Uh, maybe I'm just a sucker for shitty keyboards and, uh, <laughs> and I am. So yeah, it, it, I, I, I agree with Sean that this is better, better taken in, uh, like put it on a mix as opposed to uh dig through the entire record. Um, but doesn't mean that I, I yeah. Also, I, I, I agree with Kyle, uh, like the six finger satellite aspect. Like I absolutely hear that, like noise shit coming through and uh that is my jam so hey ben what do you think well mm, i don't know i think that i might i think i might be stuck on neutral for this one you know i like i like noise shit and i like bands that were inspired by this this early fall sound when it comes down to it regardless of mark Mark Smith's lyrics and delivery, the band on this really loses it for me. I don't think they're any good. Uh, I don't think that the songs musically are very good. Uh, I, I and and I don't know if like that's the point. Like if like if they're just like oh just like just pick two discordant notes and go back and forth like just grind them out and he's gonna shout some poetry over it. Well, if that's the point of the band, then then they're doing it right. But yeah, I, I, the thing Ann said, I keep resonating with me. Like if I was at a house show and and this came on, I would step outside for a cigarette. It's just not interesting to me, and I can't even get to the lyrics unless like unless the the music grabs my ear. That's just how I'm I'm wired. I, I want to at least be able to sit there, and I'm definitely looking forward to more stuff that they have. And uh, the more times I listen to this. The more, the more I'm fine with it. But uh, yeah, I can't go anything above a neutral for this record, in my opinion. I'm going to give it a positive. Um, but you know, I have to admit that you know, if I didn't hear this song when I was like, tw- or hear this album when I was like 21, I don't know if I, you know, coming to it 20 years later, you know, like uh, I don't know if I'd be as into it. But I feel like listening to it, uh, the passion, the desperation. Um, the clever wordplay, like uh, just the, I don't want to say like the let's put on a show, but the fact that they knocked this out in like pretty much one day, I think one day of live playing in the studio. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, Birch, you said it was two. Are you sure it was two? I read that they had five days booked. Um, Mark Smith was sick for the first three and then they had the final two. They recorded in one day and mixed the next day. Wow. Okay. You know, like, I feel like you can hear that. You can hear the passion. Um, obviously, some of these songs go on a little long. I think that's back when uh, kind of like playing their live jams, you know, like they, they would live in the studio and, it, you know, you don't have the the audience response or the spontaneity. Um, I give it a thumbs up, but I feel like if you turn on the first song, you'll know whether you're, you're going to like this band or not. And I, I can't speak to their later albums, which is weird. This is the only one I've heard. So I'm, seeing what the fall has uh coming up 
I, I'm going to give it a positive, but that comes from like a more objective place and not how I personally feel about the fall. I think, um, I think, you know, that like, I just picture myself going back to that moment when it was actually like a new album and how exciting that would have been for me. And I know that like when I was a young person first getting into punk music and understanding that it didn't have to be perfect and it didn't have to be consistently good, but it could still be really fun and new and influential. Like that was a cool feeling and a cool experience. So I think it's, you can't just like write this album off and enjoy things that um, were clearly spawned from its listeners. Yeah. Like, like I said, like to me, you know, I don't want to say all of the fall sounds the same, but I also do feel like the fall is more of a mood than a song oriented band. Um, But yeah, I do like the roughness. I think of, you know, like bands like black flag and stuff like that's part of the charm and part of the excitement of it is that it's not perfect and it's not, you know, polished. And I, and also I think like, you know, knowing what we know about the fall now and like hearing them have been more polished, like, I'm glad they went in that direction. That was the right move for them, but it is kind of cool to see where that all started and, you know, to know that they actually evolved in, in real time and in front of their audience, as opposed to perfecting it before they put anything out. So uh, yeah, I would rate it a positive objectively, but personally, I'm probably never going to put this on, on purpose again. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Next time we'll be talking about talking heads, fear of music. Thanks, y'all.